Hello, and welcome to Reflections, 5-Minute Encouraging Biblical Stories. The last episode highlighted the hardship of a journey that Paul had been traveling on for a couple of years now. But through that, we have seen how many people Paul has been able to touch with the story God has given him, and the fact that his personal testimony of faith and perseverance has been tried and tested time and time again. This is adding to his story. There may be hardships in our world, and we may not have done anything wrong, but our Father wants to prove to us that He is all-powerful and in control with a greater plan for us. Look for the opportunities He is giving you and the people He has placed in your life that need to hear the story He's given you. We left Paul adding firewood to the fire so that he and the others would remain warm, only to have a snake come up and bite him. Let's jump in there and see what God's plan is. Acts 28, 4 And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hanging on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he hath escaped the seas, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. Yikes! Okay, so this just isn't any random snake. It's so venomous that the people on the island think that even though Paul survived the shipwreck, vengeance has decided to kill him now with a snake bite. Wow, the superstition of the time. It is interesting to see that the people automatically think that Paul must be a murderer, which is why the snake is biting his hand. So interesting. Let's see if death is indeed what comes to Paul or if there is another plan. Acts 25, 5. And he shook the beast into the fire and felt no harm. So Paul is extremely calm in this situation. Maybe this is just me, but I'm not entirely sure that if a snake were to bite my hand, I'd just shake it off. There would probably be some loud exclamations and movement. But no, not Paul. He just shakes it off into the fire. And then did you see that it says he felt no harm? How amazing! Given how venomous the snake sounds to be, it is a miracle that he has felt no harm. Now what? Acts 28, 6. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. First off, wow! This snake was so poisonous that Paul should have fallen over dead. That's fast-acting venom and truly a snake to be terrified of having bite you. No wonder the locals looked a long time before deciding that Paul was no longer a murderer, but a god. Interesting that this is one of the many times that people have thought, after the acts of God through Paul, that Paul must be a god. It's an interesting way that God allows people's minds to be open during this time. Also, what are the people who are Paul's shipmates thinking? Also, I think now the centurion would be able to see and no longer doubt that Paul is truly special and that what Festus and Agrippa told him was true. Let's see what happens now. Acts 28, 7. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. Well, that's interesting. I wonder if when it says us, it means Paul and the traveling companions he had with him or the entire ship. Because to have one guy host all 200-something people would have been quite an ordeal. Also, that's amazing that he hosted them for three days. I can imagine that the people who were shipwrecked did a lot of sleeping during that time. Acts 28, 8. And when it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. 
Once again, God is at work here. If Paul had not been shipwrecked and on this island, these people may not have been healed. So even in the midst of what we see as terrible circumstances, God is at work helping not only us get closer to Him, but those around us as well. Through your actions and words today, are you letting God speak and help those around you? Let's see what other plans God has for Paul while here on the island, and what other lessons we can also be learning. Also, I know I mentioned this once before, but just as a reminder, we are nearing the end of our discussion of the life of Paul, so I'm going to be switching over to a new study. Here are several of the ideas that I have right now, discussing the Psalms, the story of David, or the story of Esther. If you have a preference or would like to walk through something else, please email me. Join me in the next episode to find out what we will learn next about Paul on the island.